Hi all, <laughs> we're ready to go again. And we're here on a, what day is it today, a Tuesday? I think so. <laughs> I lose track. I know tomorrow's Passover. I know tomorrow's Passover and I think today's Tuesday. And um, that's just a big day, big day in the spirit and the natural in every kind of way. And um, I think Chris is gonna fix us a big Passover meal tomorrow. That will be awesome. And um, we're going to start with communion here in, in just a moment. But I want to read um, a few verses from Isaiah 61. I think I'm going to read first seven verses. And um, we'll let that be our, our preparation for uh, our communion time here. So Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And they will rebuild the old ruins. They will raise up the former desolations, and they will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Strangers will stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the foreigner will be your plowmen and your wine dressers. But you will be named the priests of the Lord, Men will call you the servants of our God, and you will eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, you will have double honor, and instead of confusion, they will rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they will possess double. Everlasting joy will be theirs. It's another one of my favorite passages of the Bible, and really, I like to read it in, uh, that would have been good to read it like in the Amplified, the Passion. It's like everyone has another uh, another feel to it uh, that, that expands into the truth of what it's all about. And of course, that was a scripture that was recited when Jesus, we know that his coming was connected to that and that was repeated. Uh, Spirit of the Sovereign Lord's upon me, he's anointed me to do all these things. He comes not just to save souls for eternity, we're saying that over and over, but he comes to rebuild ruined cities, to save generations, to build up desolations. And so yes, we're, that, Lord, in our day. Yeah, we're in an accelerated time for that. And I believe this Passover is real key uh, towards accelerating that at a whole nother level. So we're going to go ahead and take our the elements here. If you have them with you, you can join with us. There we go. So let's just take the bread. It represents the crackers, the bread that represents the body of Jesus. Lord, we take this and may it be as if your very life is coming into us today. In Jesus' name.
All right, we'll take the cup that represents the blood of Jesus. We thank you again for your blood. And we ask, even one day ahead of time of the actual celebration of Passover, for an incredible display of your power upon the entire globe, Lord, like never before, the entire globe locked in, locked into their homes. And we thank you for this opportunity to be in a home, be in our home, and even as a family to partake of communion, that which represents your blood, the power in your blood, the redemption in your blood. We thank you uh, for that now. Yes. Let's take it. Amen. Who was going to share something? Chris was going to share something. Oh, do we need <laughs> to first, turn that? Um, Chris and I recorded, this is Justice talking, Chris and I recorded a podcast a few days ago talking about Passover and just its significance throughout history and during the life of Jesus and then the significance of it today. Um, and so that is up on our podcast site or wherever you get your podcast from. If you just search Restore 7 or Johnny Elizabeth Inlow. Uh, we had some audio issues. So the audio quality is not <laughs> our usual. Um, we don't have all of our equipment with us here where we're quarantined. But Chris is going to share a little bit of what we've talked about on the podcast now to give you a teaser so that you'll go listen to the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> Later. Yeah. yeah, that's good, Justice. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, so the podcast, definitely check it out. Um, we talk a little bit about just how God actually prophesied to Abram that his that the people will be in Egypt for 400 years. He talks a little bit about why this is going to happen and how he's going to free them and bring them out. Uh, we talk about the, the Jesus connection to the Passover lamb, and we're going to go into a little bit of that today. Um, and then we kind of talk about the relevance of it and just... We dive into a little bit about what the meaning of the blood actually is, but also when Jesus says, "I won't have this, I won't drink this cup with you again until we're in paradise," just what the the meaning of the cup is. And so we go into some pretty cool stuff that I think will really enrich your guys' life. Um, and so I encourage you to check it out. But we're going to talk a little bit today about the Jesus connection. Um, and so John records um, in John ten actually that Jesus comes into Jerusalem on the tenth day. Um, basically before Passover. So in Exodus 12, the Lord would tell all the Jewish people to basically take the lamb into the home on the 10th day. So it's really significant, significant actually that John says um, on the 10th day, Jesus goes into Jerusalem. And it would have been ceremonial and cultural at that time for them to be saying they had a prayer that they would say on the 10th day. Um, and the prayer is, save us, we pray. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom that comes. Our father David, save us from the highest, save us son of David. Blessed is the king that comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. And so this would have been culturally something that would have been, they would have been saying um, in droves on the street as Jesus came into Jerusalem on the 10th day. And so you wow. can see just the para parallel, them not even knowing of them accepting this, their lamb who's coming as they would have been bringing all of the lambs and all of Israel into their home that day. Um, mm. So... You see the significance of it right there. Wow. Um, you know, they're commanded to look for a lamb with no blemish. So that was one of the commands that you had to do. The lamb could have no spot or blemish on it. And we can see 
obviously the parallel of Jesus' sinless life in that. They were also told to cast out all the leaven in their homes, and this is right when Jesus was also clean, cleaning the, the temple, when he ran the money changers out, and he had that zeal just for his father's house. You could see that he was purifying um, his house and his, his, the place where, where he wanted pure worship in the same way that, the, that they were called to remove any leaven or sin from their home. So you see these, these parallels kind of happening, and then it really speeds up on day 13. So technically, <clears throat> you're supposed to slaughter the lamb on the 14th day. So actually day 13 is when the Bible records Jesus having the Passover Seder with his disciples in the upper room. So they have it a day early actually. It says he knows um, that they're not going to be able to do it on the 14th. And so they have this Passover meal together in the upper room. That's where he does the communion for the first time. He says this is the bread, the body um, that is broken for you. And he talks about how he, he won't drink this cup again until they're um, on the other side, essentially. And so as they're having this Seder together, um, this finishes. They go to the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus turns over his life, um, basically, to the guards. And then the next day, we know how that happens. But this is really interesting. So it would have been at the time when Jesus was basically carrying his cross to be crucified that all of the lambs would have started to be being brought into the temple to be slaughtered. So if you can imagine on a hill right outside of the temple area, Jesus is going with his cross as literally hundreds of yards away, all of Israel is bringing their lambs and to be slaughtered wow. in the temple. Um, you can just kind of see the the connection here and just the powerful, the, imagery. yeah, the powerful imagery, the parallels. Mm. And so, um, it's also really significant when they talk about once once Jesus's life is done and they and they 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 bring the spear and they stab him in his side and it says that blood and water came out of his side. Um, it's interesting because, <clears throat> you know, I think we're, we're so far removed from slaughtering animals or understanding what that process is like. We don't realize how bloody of a process that is. There's actually so much blood that is um, that comes out in that process of slaughtering an animal that size. And so if you can imagine what tens of thousands of slaughtering of lambs would be like in a city, it, it produces so much blood. And so what they would do is they would create these, they had this whole system this channel system basically like um what are those things that run the gutters gutters yes thank you that go from the the altar out through jerusalem into the kidron valley and so they would push water into this to push all the blood out and this blood and water would flow out of the spigot into the kidron valley which the kidron valley is also so significant for what it means and so as you have this parallel of all of this blood and water washing into the kidron valley and it's as they stab Jesus and blood and water come out of his side, you can just see this complete parallel that's brought to fruition um, really in the Jewish culture. And there's so much more that we can talk about it. So I, I encourage you guys to check out the podcast. But that was really the significance and the parallel of how Jesus's life um, was connected to the actual Passover um, land and ceremony there. So, um, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we want to share now. I think... We'll probably save the rest yeah, of it. Don't yeah, don't give it away. <laughs> but there's, yeah, there's a lot of really, really good stuff that uh, so is in this. Do you happen to know what to, what day it is today? Like what yeah, number we're on? It's it would have been the thirteenth. So tonight would have been the day that Jesus would have been having his seder dinner with uh, the disciples. Yeah, the disciples, and then tomorrow night would have been like when it would have been finished just, yeah, so everyone else would have been celebrating passover 
Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. While he was... While he was... While they were slaughtering the lambs to eat, yeah, he was hanging on the cross. So. Wow. So... Amazing. If, again, if you want to listen to that podcast and you don't normally listen to podcasts, you can also just go straight to our website, restore7.org, and then click on the menu uh, button that says podcasts, and it'll take you directly there. Um, so if someone has never celebrated Passover in their home how could they celebrate tomorrow and we're going to celebrate and we we don't have lamb so we're going to do something different but (laughs) totally um well we in the links that we're putting with the podcast we've sent some um just kind of some videos on how to do it oh cool Um, some how-to videos some just kind of testimonies of people that have started doing it and just what they've experienced in it and the richness that it's brought in their life um, we included what's called a Haggadah, which is the basically the ceremonial and the religious text that they would read during the meal. So, like, typically the, the Messianic Seders, which are done by Jews who believe in Jesus, they're much shorter. They're typically like half hour, 45 minutes to an hour. Ultra-Orthodox Seders can be like seven hours long, so it's not, wow. not like that. But, I mean, there's psalms and readings and this whole thing of, like, yeah. where they go through it. Um, but... In the book uh, that we connected in the, with the podcast, we put in the link. It talks about how to do it. You can research a little bit on, on Google and videos. You can just see to how, how to do it. But, yeah, I would definitely encourage people to check it out. I feel like, to me, it's an invitation more than anything to just experience it the way that Jesus did, to have to understand the significance of it. I think sometimes it's hard for us to understand how meaningful it is unless we can connect it to why it was happening in the first place. Yeah, and right, so right. Totally. Um, it's not for any kind of regi- religious or legalistic reasons that you do it. It's just, it's all about um, contextualizing. And, you know, I, I talk about this in the podcast too, a little bit, Elizabeth, but I was saying how you were telling us about your mom um, who passed away when you were younger. And, you know, we were out here a couple nights ago where Elizabeth brought out chocolate. They used to eat chocolate together, and she was telling us stories about her mom. And we were doing it as a memorial, you know, and there's something, I think, when it, when the Passover is first declared in Egypt, it's like it's being declared prophetically, and then it's being declared prophetically again because we know that Jesus is going to come. And so you see these prophetic layers, and now that that's happened, um, we can look back at it as more of a, of a reminder and a memorial of what God has done. Mm-hmm. And it reminds <clears throat> us of his faithfulness. And so... So good. There's just a lot of good meaning and richness in it to that to that degree. Mm-hmm. I love how, um, for lack of a better way to say it, I love how sentimental God is. I love that God always wanted them to feast and to have set times of the year and seasons that they focused on different things. And he had those opportunities for them to memorialize events and breakthroughs and all of that and we're like that because we're made in his image Mm -hmm. we we mark times and seasons by different events and Mm -hmm. holidays and that kind of thing so Mm -hmm. this is good yeah Yeah, i love it just as started getting our family into celebrating some of these biblical feasts or holidays a couple of years ago and um it's definitely enriched our lives and our our family times and just helped us to remember and mark things in a 
in a different way too. So totally. that's so good. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to listen to y'all's podcast yeah. myself. That's good. <clears throat> Chris, maybe you just close us with a word of prayer here. Unless you were, were you? Yeah. And maybe pray. Um, let's just pray for Israel too. It's so such what? a key time for them. And just that that happened under their noses and yeah. it continues today. Many don't know the Messiah there. And those that do um, are often persecuted. Often persecuted, that's right. Yeah. And I was talking to some of my Jewish friends earlier today, actually. Um, You know, I think God can be doing many things at one time, you know. And so I think one of the things that's that's potentially happening right now, you know, they were highlighting over there how they just thought it was interesting how this virus specifically hit Iran and China hard. Um, and they were telling me some of the geopolitical things that was going right now between Israel and Iran and China and just how they felt that there was significance in some of what was happening specifically on those two nations as it related to Israel. And so, you know, like many things, God can be doing many things at one time, you know, right. and so um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if there's an element of that um, and just the way that God, I know that God prioritizes um, the treatment of his nation and the treatment of his people yeah um for his own namesake you know i think that's really yeah why it's why it is that way it's not for any other reason than he has made that his trophy a declaration of his goodness and Mm -hmm. of his faithfulness throughout the earth and so you know we honor these things because we think they're significant to god um you know it calls these these times the 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 feast of the lord and so um yeah we can let me just point out before you get into prayer, and of course Chris knows this as well, is when we say China and Iran, obviously that's from their leadership, um, the ruling party yeah, totally. uh, perspective, because there is such a there's such a heart. Um, been hearing so much about a heart for Israel and so many believers, both in Iran and, and China. And, you know, we had a, just a couple of years ago a privilege. We were invited by a group of 500 Chinese that were coming to um, uh, to Israel and to speak to them and it was we were hearing from the tour guides you know the the biggest explosion of of tourists to Israel was from China and so there is a a loving and and honoring of Israel again particularly those who awakened to Christ and by the and, real China by yeah, yeah we'll yeah, call that the real China and the real. 100%. Uh, Iran, but yes, it's the same. There are consequences for um, rulers uh, being and doing what they do for their for their nations, and so it's uh, something something to be noted. Yeah, yeah, totally. That that's really good, Johnny. It's yeah. really good. We want to make sure we bring that separation because we've experienced the same thing. And actually, even in Ra- Iran, there's you know we've talked about this, but there's such revival happening. Yeah, and the people and they're seeing dreams mm-hmm. and visions, and God mm-hmm. is Jesus is making Himself very real to the people there. Yeah. And I do think in some ways it was interesting that that virus primarily hit their leadership, yeah. you know, and not the people, you know. And so yeah. I think with all of this, this is really God just shifting power in certain ways. But, you know, I totally... Yeah. Goes yeah. with Corona crown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, uh, do you want me to start? Yeah, yeah great, great. Yeah. Okay. Um, But God, we just lift up your name, Father God. We um, just pause, Lord, in remembrance of of what you've done, God. Just the story that 
we found ourselves in, God, that you started many, many, many thousands of years ago, Lord, just with taking a people who was not a people, God, taking them from slavery to freedom, which mm-hmm. really mimics all of our lives, Lord. This is a metaphor to how you bring us from our own personal slavery and our own personal dysfunctions and places that you bring us out of, Lord, into your freedom, God, into your name, God. You make you make a people out of us, God, and you make an identity out of us, Father. And so we recognize mm-hmm. um, the types and shadows, God, of our past, um, that you have been mighty and powerful, God, that your hand has not been strengthened, that you cannot save today, Father, um, and that you are no different, um, Lord, and that your power exists, God. And so we we honor that, God. We thank you for your sacrifice and your thank son, you. God, the thank lamb that was slain before time, God. There's so much mystery even in that concept with, with what we're talking about today, God, the lamb that was slain before time. And so, mm-hmm. Lord, we, we honor you. We recognize you, God. We magnify your name, Father. Yes. Um, we lift up Israel, God. We lift up just the whole nation, Lord, right now, and just what you're doing there, God. We pray for that continuation, God, of the Ezekiel 36 and 37, God, the dry bones coming back, Lord, um, really prophetically how you're saying Israel will come back, Lord, how you re- will reestablish them, God, and the last thing that you give them, God, is your breath, Lord, and so mm-hmm. we pray for that, for the breath, God, your breath to hit Israel, God, to hit the yes, people, God, that their yes. eyes would be yes, open, Lord, God, yes, that you would Lord. remove the veil, God, that you've placed for a temporary time, Lord, um, yeah. Lord, and that they would see your face, God, that they would Look upon the one that they have pierced, God, that in this time, Father, they would see yes, you Lord. as you are, God. Um, yes. Lord, how you reach out to them, God, as the the connection even with Joseph, Lord, um, when yes. the brothers come back, Lord, and they didn't recognize, they didn't recognize their brother, Lord. They didn't recognize the one that they had betrayed, Father. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he was in a place of power over them, Lord, and how that reconciliation will happen, Father. And so... We thank you for this, God. We pray for all the nations, God, um, all the nations that you will bless, God, um, yes. through Israel, God, and yes. just how you've opened up, Lord, your covenant in such a great way, Lord, and you're with open arms towards anyone, God, who will come, Lord. And so we pray for all the nations, God, for all the families, God, for everyone yes. out there right now, Lord, who's a struggling, God, in some way, Lord, that this would be just a 24, 48-hour window, God, of just total power and revelation, God, that there would be dreams and visions on this nation, God, that would be just a magnified and a powerful working of your spirit on the land right now, God, that you would just watch over, God, this world, Lord, which I know that you love, Lord, that I know that you care your heart is for us, God. Um, So we praise your name, God, in this time, God, we thank you for your sacrifice, Lord, Um, and we magnify your name, Adonai Elohim. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we pray each one of you stay encouraged and full of faith, hope, no fear. No fear. No fear. <laughs> and um, I'll remind you, too, that Johnny is going to be on with Patricia King today live nice. on her Facebook and her YouTube channel. We sent out an email with the links to that. That's also on Facebook. It's also on our Facebook. You can go to Johnny and Elizabeth Inlow or Restore 7 Facebook and see a link there. There is no Restore 7 Facebook, but just Johnny and Elizabeth Oh, okay. Yeah. Johnny and Elizabeth Inlow. And then... Um, For... It's at 4 p.m. Eastern Time today. 1 p.m. Pacific. 1 p.m. Pacific Time, wherever you find yourself. That ought to be really good. We're friends with her from 
from way back and are grateful for that friendship and interacted with her the other day on a different call and just a last minute idea to do this today. So um, we hope that you'll get something out of that. And I know that I know it's going to be good, babe. Amen. All right. Well, love you guys and we we'll be with you tomorrow. Bye-bye.